The Gospel of John opens, as you know, with a majestic prologue. And at the climax of that prologue, John says that the Word that was with God and was God came to dwell among us. And then shockingly, he says, his own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Throughout the rest of the first chapter, we see examples of those who did receive him, the examples of Andrew and Peter, and in today's passage, Philip and Nathaniel. Now, at first, these encounters seem to be primarily about the disciples, about their individual call narratives. But I think they are, in a deeper sense, primarily about Jesus. And because of that, we can see something of our own experience in these call narratives. Let's take a look at how Nathaniel encounters Jesus. He does so in three stages. There's the moment of invitation, the moment of decision, and then the ongoing discovery. First, the invitation. Nathaniel hears about Jesus from Philip. Philip comes to him and says, we have found the Messiah. But there's a problem immediately. Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? Now, this is a bit of Johannine irony, right? We're supposed to, as the readers, know that there's more to the story than this. We know how to answer that objection. Jesus was descended from the house of David, in that sense, from Bethlehem, but he was from Nazareth in the sense that he grew up in Nazareth. But notice that Philip doesn't go into that. He doesn't argue the case. He just says, come and see. And I think this is an often overlooked, but probably the easiest and most authentic way that we have as Christians of sharing our faith. Think about what's not involved. It doesn't require any kind of high-level um, theoretical knowledge of Scripture or theology. You don't need to have answers to every question. It's a simple experience that you've had that you're willing to share with someone else and invite them to share personally. I've had a wonderful experience at church or in my Bible study or whatever the case may be. Why don't you come and see for yourself? Uh, very non-threatening for most people just to explore on their own. And this invitation is really an invitation to experience Jesus in his body, in the body of Christ. It's, it's quite robust theologically and yet, and very simple most of the time, and yet it's something that we often overlook. Well, Nathaniel, he accepts Philip's invitation, and next comes the moment of decision. Before he can make a decision about Jesus, however, before he even gets to Jesus, he finds Jesus has already seen him and knows all about him. Jesus says, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And we can tell that he hits the mark on Nathaniel's character because Nathaniel goes, how did you get to know me? How do you know me already? The scary part happens next. Jesus says that he knew him far before that, long before that. He tells him, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. And this is, I think, one of those um, moments where we get a glimpse of what it's like to have an experience with Jesus where all of a sudden the tables are turned. We think that we're here trying to investigate Jesus, to you know, look at his credentials. Is he really is, is he who he says he is? And then all of a sudden he's making judgments about us. He's describing our life, our character. He knows us intimately. Nathaniel thought he was going to find out who Jesus was, and in fact, 
he finds out that Jesus already knows about all about him. And this is often the case when we make the effort to try to explore who Jesus is. When we really start seeking, we find that he has already had his eye on us for a long time and often knows us more intimately than we even know ourselves. Well, ironically, Jesus' knowledge of Nathanael is enough to convince Nathanael of who Jesus is, that Jesus is the Messiah, like Philip said. That's what those two titles, Son of God and King of Israel, mean. Um, They can sound quite lofty, especially knowing the rest of the story as we do, but those were common titles for the Messiah. Think of Psalm 2 that talks about um, the Messiah, the coming king, anointed king as God's son. Today, you are my son. Today, I have begotten you. Um, that was a, a common title for that anticipated ruler that was coming in the, age, in, in the age to come. So Nathaniel is just saying, Philip, you're right. We found the Messiah. But he's also saying something a little bit more. It's not just theoretical knowledge. He's not saying, um, do you know who the first president of the United States is? Sure, that's George Washington. Do you know who the Messiah is? Sure, that's Jesus of Nazareth. It's not just theoretical, it's also deeply personal. He's making a personal confession. And we know this because Nathanael is an Israelite, and he's saying, you are the king of Israel. In other words, he's saying, you are my king. Now, both of those components are very important whenever we come, as we make our progress through the Christian faith, knowing both who Jesus is, objectively, what the Bible tells, tells us about him, but also claiming that personally for ourselves. Jesus is not just the king, he is my king. He's not just the savior of the world, he's my savior. Well, after Nathaniel accepts the invitation and decides to place his trust in Jesus as God's appointed Messiah, you notice Jesus is already moving beyond that. He's already challenging him to see him, to see Jesus as more than just Messiah, more than just his king. Jesus says, you will see heaven opened, which is a biblical way of saying you will see what God is doing behind the scenes. You'll see what's going on in God's realm when you look at me. That means us getting a sneak peek into what God is, is doing in, in the world, what he intends for, for his people. And Jesus, we know Jesus is talking really, to all of the disciples at this point. He uses the plural you at this point. Instead of just talking to Nathaniel, he's talking to all the disciples and through them, all of us as well. So what is the revelation when we, f- when we see that veil pulled back? Uh, well, he alludes to a very f- familiar story from the book of Genesis, uh, Jacob's Ladder. This is the dream where um, Jacob is fleeing. He's, he's been quite deceitful himself, um, and he's fleeing uh, his family going to stay with uh, um, an, uh, an uncle. And he lies down and has a dream of a ladder with its feet on the earth and its top in the heavens. And he sees angels ascending and descending on the ladder. And this was so important for, uh, for Jacob, um, who later becomes, later is renamed Israel, Jacob without deceit, right? Um, that he renames that place Bethel, Bethel, which means house of God. And this is sort of model for all of the, the um, tabernacles and the temples and things like that, that that Israelite worship centered around. It was a communion between heaven and earth. It was a place where we could meet God or where the realm of God and the realm of humans came together. Now, 
the remarkable twist to the story, of course, is that Jesus says he is that ladder between heaven and earth. He is the place that, where heaven and earth meet. He is the one on whom Nathaniel and all the disciples will see the angels ascending and descending. And this is perhaps not as shocking for us who have the benefit of hundreds of years of uh, reflection on this, but imagine the shock to a first century Jew who hears that Jesus is essentially the fulfillment of the temple, of that relationship with God that we meet, where we meet God face to face. And Nathaniel, along with all of us who with him accept this invitation to come and see, will see, according to Jesus, the reality behind all of the hopes and dreams of his people. Well, we too are invited to come and see, to come and see Jesus as God's Messiah, to come and see Jesus as our King. And if we do so, we may end up seeking Jesus and finding our true selves, finding life in his name. For in him alone, the substance of our deepest longings and dreams is to be found. Could all our dreams, all our hopes, really find their fulfillment in Jesus? Come and see.